Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our listeners. Uh, I'm sitting with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, two of my friends and colleagues from Tabana Organization. Um, we want to talk about retirement today. Retirement is a big decision in life. Those of you who are far from this, uh, you may not even um, thought about the effect of this in your life. The ones getting close, they know more what we are talking about. And the ones who are retired can totally relate to that. So today we want to talk about the psychological part of it, the financial part of it. Uh, the social part of it, and so many other factors that involve in retirement. So I started with this to say that um, two of uh, my close friends, one is a neighbor friend, the other one a colleague friend who just retired, and these two were women. And what I noticed was they were not so jazzed and happy about that. And it just brought to me this, um, there are just two I know. Uh, maybe there's so many more, so much more emotions involved between men and women that we can talk about. Or maybe my experience is very uh, limited because I'm just talking about these two people. I have colleagues who have retired, both men and women. Um, at the beginning, I'm sure it was difficult for some of them. Some were very happy that it's happening, depending on how much you love your job, depending on how much you have good relationship with your colleagues or boss, and so many factors. So I just want to open this conversation today. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that we're talking about this because one, I wish I could retire right now. It'd really be nice not to work anymore. But, but I always jokingly say, I don't know if you guys find this true, psychologists, we don't retire. We just see less and less patients where eventually we see two or three people and that's all we do. At least the older psychologists I know, that's what they do. They just keep working in some capacity for the rest of their life. So I don't think I'm going to get a retirement, but uh, <laughs> I, I think a retirement in general has a lot to do with one's identity. For example, you know, one of the first questions we ask when we meet a person, besides what's your name, it's what do you do for a living? And so as we're transitioning out of the workforce, I see for a lot of individuals struggle with this evolution of their identity of having to resign that part of them and really explore these other parts of their life. Sometimes ones they haven't been able to kind of permit time for because they've been so focused on the routine of work and just that part of their life. So it's something in my professional practice I've seen. Uh, people struggle with in a lot of ways, not just what am I going to do? It's a big part of it. Uh, sometimes, you know, they have these hopes and these ideas of what they would like to do with their time and their, 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 their free time and their free space. 
But for a lot of people, I find they struggle with it. It's like, well, who am I if I'm not working anymore? Do you think that people have a harder, it's, it's, they feel like they have too much time and they need to fill it or they don't have enough time to do all the things they want to do? What has been your experience? I think it's not a matter of time. I think the first thing, as Alex said, your identity is sort of shaken up because as Alex explained, the first thing um, people think about is who they are as their name, what is their job, what they're doing. Because when you introduce yourself, you often just say your name and um, you usually say, you know, they ask, oh, what do you do? And you just say your profession. I think that part of the identity is shaken up before maybe you make that decision because you always identify yourself with that. But then probably after you retire, um, you know, maybe you like to talk about your past. This is what I was doing. And when you face with people that they are retired, you often talk about what they were doing rather than, <laughs> no, seriously, because they want to be recognized for what they have been doing rather than, you know, oh, I'm just retired, you know, because there's not much to talk about. Um, I personally think it's not about the freedom of your time, more so is, um, you know, your profession. And I think the reason sometimes when people, um, they don't feel, you know, they're ready for it, because they have to battle with this thought, who am I? Is this what is keeping me going? Do I really am? Do you feel like I'm my job? Uh, should I you know, consider other factors? What is life about? You have to come up with all these questions until you make decisions to retire. For myself, because I moved to another job, it was easy transition because I knew I'm doing something else. And I'm sure there are people who do that. You know, a couple of people had told me, wow, you were smart. You created another thing immediately. So right after retirement, you move to another job. Uh, so it's just very different. And, and I noticed that when you are working, especially I've noticed in younger people, younger generation, they envy people who are retired. I think they, they long for retirement because of too much maybe a stress, too much uh, stuff in their head on top of, you know, all these great things they can do in life. Well, there is, <laughs> there is another stupid stuff in their head. Like, <laughs> like, like what sorts of things are you thinking about? But there is that other thing too. Grass is always greener. You know, mm -hmm. we want what we don't have. Yeah. That type of thing. And so retired people probably envy some of the people who have meaning and yeah. their work and then people who are working like god i just wish i was retired so i could just goof around all day yeah that's a good word to use right there daniel to meaning i think for some people who retire that they've overemphasized the meaning and the value that work has provided them in as a core piece of their identity and who they are and so a lot of times in the work that i do with individuals it's making meaning in a new way and like you said, to, to that question, you know, do they have you know too much time or not enough time? 
I find like if we think about you know our day or week, it's like okay, I got to work and I got to do this and I do that, and and our day or life or week is full in that way. We might have those moments of downtime, which sometimes we even have to plan and schedule, but it all is one kind of cohesive uh, kind of narrative or experience of what our life is. I find when individuals retire at first, that's a struggle they have. I have too much time on my hands. But I think that's a healthy progression as they start to feel busy and they have a lot going on, that that structure is in place, then there's meaning there. Well, on Monday, I go have lunch with my friends. Uh, you know, on Tuesday, I run errands for the house. You know, Wednesday, there's this little market, this farmer's market I like. And then also in the evening, there's this, you know, dinner I have with friends. You know, so people start to kind of feel those that that empty schedule that they're maybe feeling bored with at first with things that provide them more meaning hence feeling a little bit more full and like well this is this is my retirement life uh, and so again it is that transition I, I had a daniel rockers type question too that i wanted to throw out and 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 i don't mean to put you on the spot side day but i want to ask the question you said you retired but then you started doing another type of work so the question is, did you really retire? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question because I retired from one job. Yeah, that's true. Very good question. Never thought of that. And, 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 and not to put you on the spot. I mean, but because people <laughs> do that sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll quit one job and then, you know, end one job, retire from one job and then have like a little fun part-time job or even switch careers. And so, I mean, retirement yeah is not working anymore, right? Or maybe not, maybe it's a different definition. Absolutely, what a great question. Um, You know, a lot of volunteer jobs as well that people do, like I have many people from the community that they um, retired by the definition of retirement, but they do so many other things as uh, volunteer, but it's sort of a job. You know, they're in different board, uh, in different organizations. They have so many other responsibilities, but quote unquote, they're retired, but they actually have so much other things without getting paid. So so I, I guess that's a very good question because definition of retirement, maybe what we are talking about is like financially, you are retired, you know, from the job. But then you do so many other things that you don't get paid. But one of the things that I think is important, and I've noticed, you know, many people talk to their financial advisor, to talk to their tax person, their CPA, to see how is my life going to be if I retire? Because then there's no hope for maybe other sources of income. But when you're working... You know, I don't know what goes in their mind, but I hear from so many people that I talk to my financial advisor, this was their recommendation. Don't retire until that year that they recommend. Or uh, you can retire now and it doesn't make any difference if you retire two years later. I mean, so many factors are involved in retirement. And, and I notice people do think more carefully with everything happening in life financially because the um, inflammation, the inflation, the um, unstable economy sometimes in different parts of the world, 
there are these factors in people's mind when they are retired or deciding to retire. You know, another interesting point, too, that we haven't really talked about is a lot of retirements are not voluntary retirement. Oh, absolutely. Yes. When there is an involuntary retirement, it's not just this transition phase transition, phase of life transition by itself. It's phase of life transition plus processing all that emotional impact from what has happened. Absolutely. Not, Not to mention then there can be compounded that can be compounded by if it's a forced retirement based on a work injury oh yes because then you've got to adapt to probably being handicapped in some way as well as forced retirement so you've got a lot of psychological that exact thing happened to one of my close friends she had a fall and she had concussion she actually had a horrible head issues that took her two years to recover gradually. And and to this date, I know he has some injection he has to do. But anyways, she was forced to retire. Um, And she had a very, very hard time. Part of that, she was happy because then she didn't, she shouldn't, she wasn't worried so much about the work that she had to handle and she was focusing on her well-being. But the other part, consistently, every time I saw her, she said it wasn't my time to retire, but they made me retired because I couldn't really be active as I used to. And they didn't want me to stay at the job. You're absolutely right. And that's, I think she went through a lot of emotional um, issues with that particular part of her life on top of what she was going through with her, you know, treatment and all that. And it was just a simple fall. In her office, there was a box on the way and she had seen the box, but somehow, you know, maybe several times she passed by it, but it was heavy, she couldn't move it. She was waiting for someone else to come and move it. But I guess she was tired. She was putting something away she just fell and that fell end up with so many other issues that um, she faced. And it was very sad because she was very, very successful in her job. They wanted her at the job, but all of a sudden they didn't want her. You know what I mean? It's like, that was very upsetting. So yeah, you're right. That's totally another subject to talk about. And I think that the reality is, yeah, retirement can look all different kind of ways. And yeah, just uh, as we start to dip into this topic, we can go all these different directions with it. Cause yeah, it can be this exciting kind of period that a person is, you know, waited for all their life or something that, uh, yeah, kind of things happen and change. And now they're finding themselves in the situation. So yeah, a lot to cover. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also before we go to the break, uh, there's, there's so many other extra time that you work, you get paid for, um, you may get for your mileage, your car, you may get some bonuses and all of a sudden, all of this will be gone and you're just faced with just one retirement check. So we come back and we continue to talk about this. Uh, من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر راکرز 
و دکتر اندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم ما امروز در مورد بازنشستگی صحبت میکنیم و چیزایی که با بازنشستگی میاد فاکتورهای خیلی مختلفی هست در مورد بازنشستگی که تالا ما راجبه صحبت کردیم اگه کسانی هستن که فکر میکنین از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنین به برنامه ما توجه کنن برنامه ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تایی که بعد از ظهر در رادیو بامداد هستش و از رادیو بامداد پخش میشه پادکست های زیادی ما با دوتن از همکارانم که صدامون امروز باشون میشنوین داریم که میتونین در زمانهای مناسب خودتون از رادیو بامداد تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology اونها رو گوش بدین و ما الان به یک بریک رسیدیم برمیگردیم با ما باشید دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi. Uh, this is Saide Malik Hapsali speaking. Uh, we were talking about retirement. Uh, if you just turn on your radio, didn't listen to the first part of our conversation, we talked about the identity part of the retirement that makes it sometimes hard for people to make a decision uh, to retire. We talked about male and female retirement. Uh, we talked also about Uh, the outcome of retirement, sometimes um, people are forced to retire, sometimes people uh, financially are at a point that they don't need to work anymore. There's so many aspects when it comes to retirement and we continue our conversation. One of the other part, as Dr. Rockers mentioned, is forced retirement, which means uh, either you're laid off and then you decide to completely get off work and retire rather than being laid off and looking for another job, you all of a sudden put your financial situation together and you decide that, mm, you know what, I just want to retire. It seems like it's the right time. It's sort of forced, but in a different ways, because that also happened to one of our colleagues at work. Um, all of a sudden, the number of enrollment went down at one point, and some of the teachers had to make a decision if they want to stay and do some other extra work or just, you know, uh, be laid off. 
um, and uh, there were a couple of people uh, who were, of course, older, but decided to, you know, maybe it was a sort of forced retirement, but it, it happened at the time that they had a hard time to make a decision. Now the situation made them to uh, decide for retirement. So, um, yeah, there's so many factors in retirement as we were conversing. I think one of the big things that comes up is just the idea of planning. I think this is so huge, whether you're planning for your retirement, uh, you know, in the next, you know, month, year or a couple of months versus also down the line. I mean, that's something too. Uh, I'm a young and vibrant 41. Uh, and so even now I'm, uh, you know, planning retirement. Uh, it's something that I'm not thinking about, you know, too soon, but uh, I'm realizing like, you know, one, you know, I would say money is a real thing. You know, you're going to need money when you're not working anymore. So it's like, okay, where's that money going to come from? Uh, there's, you know, also these differences in regards to uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself, you know, you have to kind of contact different organizations that talk to you about retirement, retirement planning versus if you work for maybe say like a school district or a hospital hospital system, you know, you, you get your 401k and a lot of times you're like, okay, I got this thing that's collecting money and uh, it'll take care of me when I retire. But it's like, wait, got to maybe look a little bit more into that. Like, what is that going to provide you versus it being this surprise, you know, as you're just preparing for retirement and it's like, wait, that's all the money I'm going to get or wait, that's what's going to happen. So that's one thing I really encourage, no matter what age you are, think about planning for retirement now look into, you know, what things you have that were maybe automatic as part of your job, as well as even things that you can kind of have to supplement that versus it being, you know, down the line, you're ready to retire, but you maybe find that you can't uh, at the time that you want to, or things are going to be financially a little tighter than you anticipate it. Uh, so definitely that planning and that forethought could go a long way. So you can you know, navigate retirement, whether it's thrust upon you or you're excited for it. Alex, are you thinking already about your retirement? Dan, I think about not working every day. Okay. <laughs> every day I think about not working. No. <laughs> well, like I said too, and I would want to hear you guys' take on this too, uh, specifically maybe related to our field and probably a lot of other fields too. The idea that you never really retire. Uh, I know a lot of psychologists who you know, in their sixties, they're, they're getting up in age and they're just seeing maybe less patients or maybe doing more specific type of work. But then there, you know, comes the idea of what point should you maybe retire given your mental faculties, you know, your memory, things like that. A while back, a friend of mine, Joel, uh, he was on the show and that was one of the topics we actually talked about. Like, you know, when do you think about taking that step back uh, from your profession if your you know, memory is impaired. Uh, but uh, I think it's something that probably applies to a lot of fields. Um, what are you guys' take on that? Do you think you're going to be working as a psychologist until the last breath in you? Or are you, are you guys wanting to have some of those breaths for yourself? Well, with our, you know, nonprofit, I guess, we're, we have something in our hand that we want to do our best as much as we can until, as you said, Alex, you know, you probably figure out when you're not really totally into doing the right thing or doing it right. So just like one of um, 
our friends that we know, he works for the state and he retired just recently. And we were surprised because he still is, you know, very active. He goes to hikes and he does uh, a lot of active work. And we said, oh, you know, you retired. What happened? Because he didn't even fill his years of retirement to retire completely with good salary. He said, I started uh, noticing that I'm making mistakes on the ordering and doing different things. And then he said, I told myself, you know what, it's time to get away. Because if I start doing this more and more, they're going to tell me you better go. So I better decide myself rather than, you know, my boss telling me. And he just figured that out uh, immediately when he started making some mistakes. I think there's also a difference between am I doing my job just to do a job and get a paycheck versus hey, I'm doing my career and my profession, and it's something that I really like and identify with. And I think the retirement from each of those tends to be different in some, in some ways. I'm thinking also of my dad, who was a welder, <clears throat> in addition to being a farmer all his life. And when he retired from welding, he still did a ton of welding on the farm, building gates and fences and things, pipe fences and things like that. So there were skills that he learned on the job or did on the job. That's what he did. He was very good welder and he still did that at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and plus, I think nowadays there's so much more to do, um, not only for yourself, but in the community, in the society. It seems like there are so many other things that are, um, you know, happening around you that you can put your hands in and and help Uh, so many volunteer jobs. One of the things um, at my previous job, I noticed a lot of retired people would they like to come to school and help schools voluntarily. Um, We had some reading um, after school programs that for those that they were behind. I would say almost without exception of couple people that they came after their work to help um, majority were retired people who wanted to come and help the kids that they were behind reading. So that's just one thing that anybody can do. There, there are schools around places that you live and you can help people with the reading, you can work in the classroom, you can work in the office. This was something that from my profession, I noticed that a lot of retired people, they like to come and help. And of course they had to do fingerprinting because with all other things that happen around, um, they had to be clear on that and then they were helping. So the other thing is around your house, I'm sure you hire a, um, person to do your gardening, or if you have pool to clean up your pool or other things, but then all of a sudden you have time, you don't have to pay other people to do it. If you still are active and you can do this kind of stuff, there's always so much to do that you don't even think. And then you can cut from other expenses because now you have time to do it. 
before because you were busy and you were paying other people. So when you said, Alex, you have to be planning, all this can be part of the planning. How much of the finance part of my uh, expenses can be, um, you know, balanced off with my work rather than paying someone? Yeah, and I think in addition to the uh, volunteering and things like that, which can be great. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I think what we're talking about is this idea of, you know, a social network or social connections that help sustain a person. I think a lot of times they find when <clears throat> uh, there's sometimes a difference between men and women, and they'll notice that women tend to do better with things such as, you know, grief, such as their partner passing, even retirement, because there's a, a network that they maybe have established already and they're able to more easily tap into, where sometimes uh, that's not always the same for men. There'll be an overemphasis uh, on their work and their career. And so the time that they spend beyond, you know, maybe their coworkers is with their family to some degree. And like, again, I want to say this with, you know, a little asterisk, not to say always, you know, it's this way for men or women. But I think a big piece of this is generationally too. We see these kind of splits generationally. Uh, where, you know, women do better than men in that way. And so that's something I really impress upon men as they're thinking about retirement. What are your social network and connections? You know, what is the relationship you have with family? Maybe it's building and cultivating those relationships a little bit more uh, so that they can feel like it's not just, okay, I'm, I'm not working. It's like, okay, you're not working. And what are you doing? And I, I do want to say, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot lately. Just my dad is actually in the process of looking into retirement. Uh, that's, that's him calling right now. Again, I tell you, like I'm helping him right now. So he's calling me nonstop. My apologies. Yeah, I'm helping him with retirement, looking into just kind of planning and preparing for not just the financial piece, but also what's he going to do with this time? You know, really making sure he taps into that social kind of network that he has. And again, it's like we were saying earlier, kind of finding meaning. So it's like, what are those things that he enjoys? What's he going to have fun doing? He's already looking forward to having lunch with his retired friends who, you know, have lunch every Wednesday. Uh, and so that's what I'm excited for him for not just, you know, not working anymore because yeah, his, his job has been kind of physically demanding for him, but really leaning into those fun things that he likes to do. And like you said, Saide too, helping out around the house, uh, you know, with those, those things, those projects, you know, home is never done all these projects that I'm getting recruited for too. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's, he's excited though, to be able to focus on that. Well, no. how important do you think it is to quote unquote, fill up one's time in retirement? Is that an, I mean, if I get retired, should I like try to fill up, fill up my time? What let's talk about that part. What does that mean? <laughs> That's so funny because I remember I saw a clip that a gentleman who was retired uh, and he was newly retired was sitting on a rocking chair and the wife comes and says, do you want to go for a walk? And he goes, no, I'm enjoying just sitting here and rocking the chair. And then another second, the wife comes and says, are you cold? Do you want your jacket? And goes, no, I'm sitting here. I'm enjoying myself. I'm fine. And then she keeps coming and coming and coming, asking questions because she's worried that the guy is just probably depressed after retirement. And he finally says, 
I am enjoying sitting here on the chair and enjoying my time. Leave me alone. <laughs> and it was so funny because sometimes people around, they're more worried about you. <laughs> Especially, I think women are very concerned and especially the word is out that you know you may get depressed people um i mean i don't want to say this on air but sometimes you hear that people die right after retirement (laughs) and so you know you hear that and this clip was so funny that uh it was actually named after retirement uh, and the wife was worried that what's going on in the head of this, um, you know, gentleman. Well, I think along those lines too, it's, it's about meaning making, you know, it's not just filling your time <clears throat> in that example. If, you know, he finds meaning and value and just being able to sit and, you know, relax in the rocking chair, that that's, that's all right. That's, that has meaning and value to him. So yeah, let him, let him sit there let him enjoy himself in that way. Yeah. All right, so we got to the second break. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندرادی امروز در خدمتتون هستیم. روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه ما از رادیو بامداد از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت می‌کنیم. امروز صحبتامون در دو قسمت اول برنامه اگر نشنیدین در مورد بازنشستگی و موضوعاتی که با بازنشستگی میاد وسط مثل مسائل مالی، مسائل وقتی، مسائل معاشرتی و خیلی چیزای دیگه که امروز ما همطور که با هم صحبت میکردیم راجبش حرف زدیم پادکست های ما در رادیو بامداد تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology میتونین ما رو سرچ کنین ما در Amazon Music, Spotify، گوگل، آیتون و حتی خود رادیو بامداد از همه بهتر که میتونین سرچش کنین برین تو سایتش و قسمت بالای صفحه روی پادکست ها کلیک کنین و توی پروگراما برین و ما رو پیدا کنین و در زمانهای مناسب تاپیک های مختلفی رو که ما تا کنون راجع به صحبت کردیم بشنویم برمیگردیم قسمت آخر صحبتمون رو در مورد بازنشستگی ادامه میدیم We're back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade. This is Saide Malik Absali speaking. Uh, we continue our conversation regarding retirement and the outcome of retirement or the pre-retirement decision-making. We talked about some psychological points. We talked about some 
physical issues, activities, um, financial part. And this is the last part of our conversation. How much I was of, mentioning, oh, sorry, go ahead, Daniel. Well, my question is this, how much of this do you think happens, how much of the problems with retirement happens full, because people are not good with dealing with change? A lot of people don't like change. Mm. And that's a big, big change in terms of ones. How much of that do you think is people don't know how to handle change or they're not good with change? They don't like. That's a very good question, Dan, because even we know little change sometimes, it's difficult for people. That that brought me to the fact that we were moving our office from one place one location to another, which was in the same city here in Sacramento, but within probably a few miles from each other. You just don't know how many times, two, three months with meeting after meeting, each head of department was working with their staff to get them ready for this move because their offices was changing uh, from rooms, they were going to cubicles. Uh, So, it was huge how people were reacting. Some people were angry, some people were sad, some people didn't want to even think of this move. And that really brought the question to me that, wow, as a human being, how much we get used to what we do daily, where we are daily, our location. Uh, And this was just, you know, changing from, one place to another, not even moving from one city to another city, not even moving from one job to another. It was just location and the setup of the rooms, you know, and people, I saw the anger, I saw the sadness, I saw a lot of chatting behind um, what's going to happen. And all of that happened. So good, very good question, because change is huge for some people. That could be one big factor. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a huge piece of it. I think that's it's a good, it's something to determine in working with individuals who are struggling with uh, retirement. That's probably one of the first areas where I ask and try to examine, like, how do you, how do you respond to change typically? You know, if they're like, oh, I hate change or, oh, no, um, you know, I'm not a fan of it. It's like, all right, well, this is probably why there's some of the struggle that's coming up now in that way. So yeah, kind of a good thing to uh, assess for. But uh, yeah, I think if you're in the process of, you know, planning to retire, you know, it's something to to think about, you know, what is what is your experience with change? What about that is difficult uh, in this type of situation so that maybe you can navigate that a little bit uh, versus finding yourself retired and then feeling like you have to adapt to it. I think there are things you can do plenty in advance to prepare for that change. So it feels a little bit more tolerable, a little bit more pleasurable. And you have to be really, really ready. You know, you may have two, three years even to start thinking about it because it's hard to jump into it immediately. But um, just like any big change, you know, you have to just be settled with it. And so the time that you make that the final decision, you really are ready in your mind, you know, because you have to process this in your mind first. What's going to happen? How is my life going to be changed? I mean, you really have to, not on the paper, 
just in your very own mind you have to just walk through through just a step by step of what you want to do and it may take years you know two three years even to finally um, put it into action Um, because I know as we talked about change change doesn't come easy and and you have to be ready for the outcome think of the uh, psychological part of it think of the physical part of it, think of time-wise, financial, I mean, all these issues we talked. So this may just take time for different people. It's different. Some people jump into it. They're ready for it. They know what they want to do. And some people need time. It's just a process that as we go through processes differently, we have to know ourselves and know how we want to go with this decision. One other aspect of this I was going to mention, uh, sometimes I see in relationships, one of the individuals retiring first. And so there's sometimes this uh, adjustment in the relationship dynamic where one person has more time on their hands or they're able to have more leisure time and the other person, uh, you know, uh, is not quite at that point of retirement. Uh, and I see people, I see that impact the relationship sometimes in different ways. Uh, sometimes it's nice. It's like, okay, my spouse who is working all the time, isn't working all the time and he's more present and, you know, he's more involved in that way. Uh, sometimes it's the opposite. It's like, you know, now he wants to go everywhere, but I still got to work. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's this adjustment for, for both people in that way. Yes. Uh, that's, that's very true. And um, I hear from people that financially, sometimes they're so worried about getting paid maybe less or not having all these extra that they they were getting when they were working. Um, But they always say, you know what, you live with what you have and those extras, even though they're not in your hands, but um, you just live with whatever you have. And I think this is the natural adjustment and adaptation that is in human being. And if you did some, um, you know, extra expenses uh, because you had more money prior to retirement, uh, now you actually don't um, spend as much. But then on the other hand, I hear from other people who are retired and they go, I have more money now than before because I'm not eating, uh, you know, out more than, um, you know, when I was working, because that brings some other expenses. I'm not driving my car as much. I'm not taking my car to repair as much, or, or I'm not using gas as much. I mean, so many expenses, uh, you know, may be eliminated by retirement. So depending on different people, this may be different too. Yeah, that's something too. I think it's, it's uh, again, part of that change that people are, not always fully or uh, ready for, but uh, knowing that, yeah, it, it, those things are going to impact your life in a different way. Even even just gas, that's something I've, you know, my dad was saying, even playing for retirement, you know how much money I'm saving gas? Like, especially right now in California, he was just like, right there is going to be, a, you know, a, a significant financial shift and change in that way. So yeah, it's those it little things add up in regards to those daily expenses and those expenses associated with, yeah, working. Uh-huh. How important do you think learning and growing is in retirement? Do you think it is as a matter or small or medium or large? 
Try to give you multiple choice. You did. I like that. I like the option. Discussion that. here. That's yeah. Really sometimes sometimes you just ask a question and and I have to just figure out, you know, what's I, I, know. <laughs> I know. That's tried to give you some structure there, Alex. I, I will say medium, Daniel. No, just kidding. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really important. Site A. Um, I wanna ask you to just say why are you asking this question? <laughs> <laughs> well, part I think to just to uh, generate some discussion, I think it's very myself. I think it's very important. Uh, from my point of view, we should always be learning and growing in some way. There's got to be. Some, I think that's just a normal part of the human condition that we need to be learning and growing. And my feeling is that if we're not, we're probably stagnating in some way. Mm-hmm. That's concerning for me. But I'm not saying my view is the only view. So that's why I was asking. And no, trying I know. <laughs> oh, that, absolutely. I agree totally. I, I think there's learning involved in any step you take, you know, good or bad. You know, there's always learning involved. And especially this is a big decision in your life. And um, one of the things I was going to say so far we have had family members who were retiring. We had friends, we had neighbors, we had a lot of people around us. And without exception, every single one of them, except the two new ones that I haven't even seen them after the retirement gathering and party, but the rest of them, when I see them here and there, they're so happy about their retirement. They always say it was the best thing uh, they enjoy their life. Their time is on in their own hands. They don't have to rush through things. They don't have to just always look at their calendar to see what's going on early in the morning. They have so few events and things to do that in their head they remember it's only those days. They leave a couple of days open for themselves to just be for themselves and the rest of the week, um, they have just a few things going on. So they have a lot of room for um, calmness, for driving time, for doctor's appointment. They really, really enjoy their time. And this was a, a lot of encouragement when you see them around and you see how happy they are. They recommend to people that they're worried or they're waiting. They can make decision that this was the best best decision. So this is really encouraging to know how much the retirement lately, as I as I hear, um, they enjoy it. Well, I, I let me let me give a little bit more fuller context to my answer is in regards to why it's medium. I, I think a lot of times, I, and I agree with you guys. I am I think you know lifelong learning is important. That's something that I appreciate about the work that we do. But I think of it as medium because it's it's more of emphasizing leaning into those things that you like and that you enjoy versus always starting new things. I think a lot of times people feel a pressure to do new things or or do more. 
And so I think of it as like lean into those things that you enjoy a little bit more that you maybe haven't been able to put the time into like you'd want to. And then maybe, yeah, there are more things that you you, you take on and you learn as well. Because yeah, I think that uh, people who are retiring, have heard this pressure. It's like, everybody's like, oh, you have time to do these new things and take like a painting class. And they're like, I don't want to take a painting class. You know, it's like, no, 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 you don't have to. That's not what people mean. They mean enjoy the things that you like to do. And maybe you end up finding liking some new things. So that's that's where I would say lifelong learning is important, including the things that you already enjoy. I think that's what I was getting to with the filling up your time. I don't, I'm not a fan of just like filling, cramming stuff in to fill up your day. Sure, sure. And I took your question wrong, Dan. I didn't think of learning to really learn something new. I was just thinking learning the situation that you're in, you know, because it's a huge learning process as well with your new situation. I took it as that. That's why I thought, why are you asking that? And I laughed about it because I thought you are just asking about the situation you're in. Now you're retired. Are you learning something from your retirement, from this change, adaptation, adjustments, you know, your attitude, your looking, your worldview now after retirement? I thought more of that regard. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, to me, that both are important. I mean, we can learn from whatever situation. Hopefully we do. If we don't, like they say, history tends to repeat itself. Although if you're retired, old enough to be retired, there may not be a lot of history. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on the philosophy of your life, uh, you know, again, this is a really important part that if your philosophy is um, improving yourself in any regard, you can take this big decision as, again, a big learning part of your life. Now, so far, I was me and my identity. I was me and my job. I I was spending all this time in my job. So it was job, job, job. Now what? Now do I have more time to work on me and improving so many things that I need to improve in me? Now I have more time. I'm not a stress. I'm not into just focusing on my job. Can I focus on me and the improvement I need within me? You know what I mean? yeah. You are more, you know, thoughtful about that. Yeah. And, and that also brings up the idea too. I, I sometimes will talk to people about this idea of legacy. What is the legacy that we want to leave behind? And if we're thinking about our job and our career uh, in a way where we overemphasize the legacy that that leaves behind for us, we could be neglecting other parts of our life, such like our family. Uh, I see this happen where people are retiring and they're like, oh, now I have all this time. I guess I'll spend it with my family. And the family's like, whoa, we don't even really know you. Like you've been working a lot. Like you, you know, now you're wanting to kind of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, depend on us and engage in us. But all these years, you haven't prioritized that. You know, it seems like your your legacy has been your job and your career. And, you know, it, it's something that you haven't devoted and uh, maybe, you know, enough time and, and, and space and energy to. So that's something I encourage people to think about at any point in their life. What is their legacy in their life? And if you're saying it's only one thing, 
there's probably something you're neglecting to also consider. So, you know, try to say, and what else do I want to focus on in my life? Because I've seen people devote, you know, 15, 20 years to a company and organization, and then they're done. And, and those, that organization doesn't say, Hey, we miss you. You know, they're, they're not thinking about, you know, how, how are you doing? You know, five years down the line? No, no, they're like, you're, you're gone, you're retired. And yeah, maybe you have some friends who you've retained from your work life, but it's probably going to be your family, your friends, uh, the people who aren't maybe immediately connected with your job or your career that also are going to be a part of, you know, that time in your life when you're wanting to enjoy it. So start now, start connecting with those people now. Don't think, oh, later, then I can kind of devote that time yeah, it's a bit of a balancing and a juggling sometimes, but it can be worth it because if later on in your life, you've nurtured those relationships, you're going to find they're there and you have more time and you're able to enjoy that time with those people who you're wanting to spend that, you know, your later years with, if you will. Yeah. Um, and you know what, Alex, you mentioned something that brought me to this fact that a lot of people wait until they're completely retired to even go on a trip or enjoy themselves or travel, but um, or or maybe the family as well, which you know, oh, then when I'm retired, I have so much time to spend on my family. But when you experience life, you realize you have to do all of this at the same time when you're working. So for those people who are listening to us and they are at their younger age um, processes in life, you know, you have to think of all of these factors in your life as you're working because focusing only on work is not even healthy, just 100% of your attention. You have to have your weekend with your family. You have to have time for traveling and enjoying your free time. You really need to Think of all of this as you're moving forward to your life. Don't leave everything to retirement. If you need to do some work around your house, don't let the house ruin and then you come back to it when it's too late and you spend so much more money on it. All of this um, you know, can happen during the time you're working. So we got to the end of our program. And as usual, we do say our last statement. So I start with Dr. Rockers. I think the key, a key, one of the keys in retirement is what you could tell from my earlier question, learning and growing. Always be learning and growing. Otherwise you run the risk of uh, becoming stagnant or worse, going backwards. Good advice, good advice. Mine is going to be start planning for retirement now look into what your 401k is with your job. Think about your savings. Uh, yeah. Start thinking, you know, how much more long, you know, how much longer do I need to work? Do I want to work? Uh, my dream has always been to retire at the age of 50. So that's what I'm shooting for. Figure worst case scenario, say it's 55. Not bad. I missed the mark and I'm still youngish to be able to retire. So, uh, but the only reason and the only way that's going to happen, I should say, is if I start planning now. So I encourage everybody start planning for retirement now. Um, and I want to say, uh, maybe that happens naturally, but maybe you need to work on it. Enjoy life every day while you're thinking of retirement as Dr. Ra as Dr. Andrade was talking about, be thinking of it 
definitely put your some of your money into K, uh, K1, 1K, K1. 401k, yeah, the 401k. Call it anything you want. As long as it's got money in it, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah. However you want it. Uh, so that was the joking part of it. But anyways, uh, just, uh, yeah, have some savings, obviously, especially if you're working for yourself as a private, um, you know, owner of a company or working for private companies that they don't have that retirement that you need. So just be thinking of saving and also just enjoy every day of your life, because the only thing sometimes we don't think about is the time and how much you know, it's valuable, spend it the way you enjoy it. So every day has to be the day of enjoyment while you're working and being with family and uh, doing what you like to do. So with that, I want to thank my colleagues, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade for another session. And we come back to uh, converse about another topic. So have a wonderful rest of the time.
رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا